the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Am Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. And as you most likely know, real estate, I call it the universal language. Everyone wants to know about it. Everyone talks about it. Okay. Everyone has their say on it. So the real estate market is very unique. And, of course, it's different throughout the United States. And we're here to help you operate within it effectively, whether you're a buyer or a seller, and give you our best read on what's going on. Of course, if you have any questions along the way, you should feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. And if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your questions um, by email. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, just go to Dottie Herman, and if you'd like to get my monthly newsletter, you can sign it at www.dottieherman.com. Of course, if you want to listen to any past shows, you can go to the app store, search for Eye on Real Estate, and all our past shows are on in case you didn't get them or you want to hear them again. This week is only one hour, and that goes quick. So if you have anything important that you want to ask, you've got to do it early on because it goes fast. Um, Ion Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, and that's the place to go for for a mortgage or just to get information. Check out their website at citizensbank.com or call them at 800-922-99999. I must also tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded. Well, Citizens, regular people like you and me, and not just corporations, although they handle them too. Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And you can easily find out more information, again, at citizensbank.com, or if you'd rather speak in person, you can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you'll get somebody. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce our new co-host for the first hour of our show, Vice President of the Metro New York Regional Sales Manager at Citizens Bank, my friend and colleague, Tom Trude. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Dottie. Good morning. Uh, so happy to be here today, and uh, and glad you're back on. We missed you last week. Um, oh, but God, uh, another, exciting, was, another exciting week. Yes, I was so sick. I caught an infection in my lungs, and I really almost couldn't breathe. So I'm thankfully... Uh, Done with my antibiotics and everything like that, and I'm feeling well. And I am hoping to be well enough to take a a plane to L.A. 
a friend of mine, and listen, this is really exciting. A friend of mine is having a private party. We're not allowed to know where, or you know the day, but we're not allowed to know where, uh, where Elton John is going to be performing at her private party. And that's very exciting. So I'm looking forward to going. Oh, my goodness. That's uh that sounds like an amazing party. Uh, enjoy, enjoy when you get it. I will, get there. I will. I was so afraid I couldn't go, but I think I'm I'm well enough to go. But you know, Tom, I I I you know I get we get a lot of emails and a lot of questions, and 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 if you kind of read what everybody writes, you know, you're reading recession, you're reading. Um, Ellie Bus said, we are already in a recession that could last until spring of 24. Some say 23 will be a bad year. Some say prices are going to go down 20%. I don't see that. But um, the housing market, you know, remember, is not a science. And so these are just predictions that people are making. But people seem to be nervous because, We've hiked interest rates. What are they now, Tom? Yeah, they're they're around seven percent on a thirty-year fixed. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a fairly decent move from where they were. But you know, honestly, uh, traditionally that's still below you know historical averages, right? And uh, and I think everything always has to be put in perspective. The news loves to you know highlight you know, the negatives, right? So kind of get people all worried and, and all I do is, you know, tune into the news to see the next, uh, you know, bad news that's coming up. Right. And, and I think that's why we have to try to dispel those, those myths and, and rumors and, and really, you know, work with people, you know, one person at a time to see what, what their needs are and, and, you know, what their, you know, what their goals are in life and, and not worry about, you know, what's on the news uh, every single day. So people are asking, gee, is 222, 223 is a good time to sell? Is it a good time to buy? Should I wait? Of course, there's no exact answer. Uh, but my feeling is if you find the home you love and you have been qualified, if you've gone to citizens, you, you've got everything in place, you've got, you know, and again, it's not the price, it's your monthly payments. You know, you have to look at what your monthly payment is going to be. Um, that you should jump into it. In actuality, and again, I'm giving you my opinion, if you go back to 2021, you really didn't have a shot of negotiating anything, okay? I mean, there was like 15 deals on every house. And as far as the seller goes, they didn't have to negotiate because they said, okay, I'll take the, the cash offer. And... Now I don't. There's no fire sale. Um, the market's cooled a bit, but you, you couldn't have it. couldn't stay the way it was in 21. It was like unheard of. Yeah, it was totally so, unsustainable, and that's yeah. And and it, it's very it's very discouraging for you know so many buyers that were out there trying to you know just buy anything. You know, and I think that's what you saw, like you know, a little more of desperation. And how and homes that were trying to sit in location or your connection, Tom, is not coming in too clear. So, um, 
I'm going to continue, and hopefully your connection will come back clearly. But as far as prices go, let me explain to you what I know for a fact. There are more buyers than there is inventory. And although inventory has freed up a little bit, we have more inventory than we had a year ago, we still have nowhere near the inventory that we need to supply all the people that want to buy houses. So in my opinion, you are still going to see a seller's market, okay? The only difference is if you're a buyer, and I think you, um, if you're a buyer now, you will be able to maybe have some negotiability where you can actually speak to a homeowner and you can actually try to negotiate certain things. Where a year ago, it was just not heard of. There were so many offers, the sellers didn't have to negotiate. So I, I think in a way, if you're a buyer, it's good. And if you're a seller and you're saying, oh, gosh, my friend Joe, who sold a year ago, got more money than I'm going to get. That was an anomaly. I mean, and as far as what were the interest rates, Tom, 2%, 2 or 3%? I mean. Yeah, they were got down to the mid twos, right? Which was never has never happened yeah. in the history of mortgages, right? So that's, you know, all, all those things really need to be completely discounted. No, no, definitely not. No. I, yeah. I, I, I so, think if you're, if you're waiting for that, you're going to wait a very long time. You'll be, there was, when I first started real estate, there used to be a, a picture on the wall in the office I worked in, and it and it had a picture of it like a, an old man crunched over with a cane and an old woman, and it said, the couple waiting for prices to come down. Obviously, they never did, <laughs> so they just became right. old. But I never forgot yeah. that. I, 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 I never forgot that. So if you're reading and you, you know, and you, as you said before, Papers aren't, you know, they wouldn't sell if they said, gee, the sun is shining, everything is happy, the world is wonderful, and everything is good. So papers tend to, to, to really push negatives. Um, and again, there are, if you read, some people say we're in a recession, some say there are fears of recession, okay? And... I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not an economist. I, you know, I, I think technically we, we kind of did what you know. We kind of you could say, but the job rate is still good. Okay, there's plenty of buyers, and the problem seems to me in many cases is that there's not a lot of inventory. Yeah, I think so maybe we just hit, what, three months? I think I heard that, uh, you know, on national average is just either hit three months or just about crossed three months, which is which is still well below what normal is, right? Normal is what, Dottie? Uh, much higher than that, right? Much higher, much higher. And, 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 and so I think that what you have to really do as a seller is price your house properly um, and – you have to make sure that your buyers are very well qualified. I would not take a buyer who hasn't really been pre-approved for a mortgage so that you know that they will be able to get them. Um, and if you're a buyer, you have to look. You have to work. And when your broker calls you up and says, hey, there's a house that's come out right away, and, you you know, 
You certainly are lucky today because you can go online and you can technically get a feel for a house online. You know, you could actually <clears throat> walk through it. Although I still, again, in my opinion, I will always stress that it's my opinion, I still think that I don't recommend somebody buying a house without actually going to the block and to the area and seeing what's around. Um, I think it's a great time to buy. I think you can't time the market perfectly. There's no way you can time it. And as I've said every single week for the last five weeks, uh, I bought my house when it was like 14 or 15%. Actually, I started the business when the interest rates were 15%. And I was brand new. And the people in the real estate company said to me, what are you, crazy? Why would you come into a market? It's the worst market ever. And I said, well, if I start in the worst market, then the rest will be easy when it gets easy. So <laughs> I started in a True. tough market, yeah. And, yeah. and truthfully, people really had to work together. The buyers and the sellers had to work to put deals together. And everybody gave and took a little, you know, and, and, and worked with terms. And truthfully, we got things done. I mean, and I can tell you a million people who bought houses then, and then they refinanced down the road. Although I don't think you'll be able to. I think if you're waiting to refinance at 2% again, that's not going to happen. But who knows? Um, you, well, I think, Dottie, with the same principle holds true, right, from uh, back then when, you know, when I started until today, maybe even more so, that, that the dream of home ownership is still alive and well and uh people want to own something that they call home and and enjoy the uh the fruits of that right and and the appreciation and all the things that come along with it and i can tell you um you know i've seen i saw it firsthand this past week um and i know it's something we wanted to talk about but it's uh it's it's it, it, it actually made me feel uh personally like hey you know what this market is alive and well and um you know the, the the doomsday sayers are are certainly not accurate in my mind. That's true. Well, let me give you the facts. Um, many experts note that given the ongoing shortage of properties, which I said in the beginning of the show, home prices will still continue to go up in 2022, just at a slower pace. And obviously, you couldn't keep the pace up as you in 21. Plus, perspective. New homeowners have uh, to contend with a higher mortgage rate, but at the same token, as you said, it's historically an average rate. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's not over the top. It's a normal rate. And there's other kind of mortgages that you can get. Um, that's why you should always speak to Tom or someone from his team because, how many people stay in a, you know, I don't know, not many people stay in a home for 30 years. Obviously, if the rates are 2%, well, there's not even a thought in mind. Take a 30-year mortgage, whether you're going to stay there or not. Okay, but there's so many different types of mortgage, and it's really, what do they say, knowledge is power. Now, I was reading that the Federal Reserve might still raise them. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, look, I I still think the um, the Fed is focused on the concerns of inflation. Uh, last week's consumer price index report was hotter than expected, right? Still showed 
prices uh, in certain parts of the economy are are moving up. And so the Fed really, the only tool they have right now is to raise, um, you know, the Fed funds rate, which has a direct impact on credit cards and home equity lines of credit and, you know, student loans and things like that, right? So, and it's trying to create that uh, dampen the demand that they're seeing in the economy. So, yeah, I expect they'll move 75 basis points at the beginning of November. Uh, and they may have, you know, another 75 to go after that. It may not be all at once. It may be like 50, then 25. But uh, they're trying to get to that neutral rate or, you know, a slightly less accommodative rate as soon as possible. And then I think they're going to pause and see what that's done to the economy. Hopefully it hasn't done too much damage. That's uh, that's my I, I, only concern. I don't think so. But remember something. The first thing that you should always keep in mind is that expert predictions are not perfect. Okay? They're, they're just they're, they're imperfect. So no one really knows what's going to happen within the economy, even with warning signs for events like recessions. So... Uh, and timing the market or trying to make decisions based on what you think will happen to prices or rates in the future is generally not a sound strategy. With housing, buyers tend to obsess over home values and how buying at a certain time may be better for appreciation and equity. But that's really what's not what's most important is your monthly housing payment, and that's what should really matter in the end. Like, what can you afford to spend? And obviously, that you qualify. And what's a comfortable number for you to spend? And again, everyone's different. You know, some people want to sacrifice more and say, you know what, for this home, I'm going to stretch and I'm not going to go to dinner and we're going to not go out as much. And, and others might not want to do that. But I do think that now you at least have an opportunity I think that the sellers, and if you're a smart seller, um, you should always hear an offer, always. And I've heard sellers say, "Oh, don't, 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 don't even bring me an offer that's less than this number." And if if I'm going to give advice to sellers, I'm going to tell you that's not a wise decision. First of all, by New York State law, I can't speak for every state, but I can tell you that in New York State law, we have to present all offers. Even if it's a, even if it's an offer that you said you wouldn't accept, because if we don't, you know, Tom, you could say, "Hey, Dottie, you know, that offer that you never told me about because I told you not to tell me anything under the price." Well, you know, I think I would have taken it. So we have to, and you never know where things end. And you know, it's not only sometimes the price, but sometimes it's the terms. Maybe you could be, you know, maybe somebody bought a home already. Or maybe someone has to job transfer and has to be out. So as a seller, I want to stress never to say, I don't want to hear any offers under a certain. Listen to the offers. Listen to the down payment. Listen to the terms. They're just as important as the offers. You should always listen. Okay? You should never just say, I don't want to hear it. And, you know, certain, certain people feel like they have to negotiate. I don't know how many times I could tell you that a person put their house on the market, and obviously a broker's job is to sell a home with the least amount of inconvenience at the shortest time. So we put the house on the market and get it off for a day or two. And then the seller said, oh, 
instead of being happy, they would say, oh, you must have priced my house too low. So that's not the case. We're taking a break. Let me take this quick break, and then we'll come back to, did you buy a house now? And you're you qualified. We'll be right back. What can you expect at Adelphi University? Don't expect ordinary, because this is where extraordinary happens every day. Classes, smaller. Professors, more like mentors. Clubs and organizations to jump into, over 90. Graduating salaries, 28% higher than the national average. Over $70,000 a year for baccalaureate grads. A U.S. News & World Report best college with exceptional undergraduate programs, graduate and doctoral programs, certificates, and continuing education. Top-ranked academics with hands-on learning in healthcare, STEM, arts and humanities, social work, psychology, and the business and teaching professions. With career guidance that's won national recognition. More scholarships, more internships, more friendships. Wherever you're going, whatever your age, whatever your goal, you can expect extraordinary. Adelphi University. Learn more at adelphi.edu slash exceptional. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. My Pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The My Pillow per kale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The My Pillow per kale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The My Pillow per kale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per kale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has a very food. busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. 
Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at salemsurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. salemsurround.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking about the ongoing argument. Should you buy now? Should you wait? Is it going to be a recession? Are we already in a recession? Will prices come down? I mean, I read. See that? But again, I'm not all over the every place in the United States. And um, when you look at prices, one of the things as a uh, seller, as a buyer, actually, you should look at is how long it's been on the market. I mean, sometimes somebody puts their house on the market and it's overpriced. So that's why it doesn't sell. Because I can tell you there was such a shortage of inventory, there was hardly anything to sell. Um, So, you know, you have to kind of, you know, look how long it's been on the market and look if there was a price drop because sometimes I've heard customers say, look, I'm going to put it at this price. If it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, I don't really care. So, but to me, if you're a seller, don't waste your time because then it will get stale. Don't put your house on the market unless you're serious about doing it. And I know another concern that sellers have written to me is, gee, I want to sell my house, but I can't find another house. And that's become a dilemma. And, um, again, this advice isn't for everyone, but I would tell you that if you put your home on the market and you were planning to sell it anyway and you haven't found the right home because there's not a lot of inventory still, then you know what? You should consider getting your money and maybe renting something and having the time to kind of have some time to look around. I mean, you know... You can always do that. A bridge loan, I don't know, Tom, you can talk about a bridge loan, but a bridge loan is pretty, you know, it's a lot of money, don't you think? Yeah, it, it can be. And uh, what I tell people is, look, even before you list your home, you know, let's let's talk about putting a home equity line of credit on it um, because then you have some access to your equity uh, before you go through that process, right? So, like, like, just in case you find something, you're like, oh, I need to put a down payment on it, you can always take funds from the home equity, apply that for down payment, and uh, and able to move forward, right? So you can list your home and 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 kind of go through the process because it is difficult to uh, you know to kind of like oh I found something but I haven't listed my house and I and I don't have you know the money in the bank for a down payment on that new property. So you know you have to do a little planning and that's why the sooner you know you get involved with you know, loan officer, somebody who can kind of guide you through that process, the better. And uh, that's always my uh, advice before anyone lists. Absolutely. And remember something, a lot of people are trying to compare this. I'm trying to think if it was 2007 or 2008, but if you go back, that was when people were taking their money out of the banks because they thought the banks were going to default. Well, at that time, they gave mortgages a lot easier. In other words, the lenders kind of, if your credit was okay, 
And, you know, they had such a thing, if you recall, Tom, it was called, I think, stated income, where you say, oh, I made $2 million a year. If your credit was good, right. they didn't check. So, so people were able to purchase homes that actually really didn't, really couldn't afford to, to buy them. And that has thoroughly changed. The banks don't do that anymore. There's no such thing as stated income. You can't make that up. Um, so the banks have been tough on who they give mortgages to, um, which is good because y you're not going to have a million people that's a fault. Okay. And the other thing that happened is, and I advise you, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this on future shows. We only have an hour today, but with equity loans, a lot of people got carried away. Now, remember something when you buy a home, unlike renting where you're just throwing your money away. And by the way, Rents are going higher and higher and higher, and it's not like you're going to get a big savings because you rent. Okay. Uh, but when you when you when you buy a home, you have equity, and so what people did was take, as Tom just said, equity loans out. And let's say they wanted to pay for their children's college, or they wanted to do some home improvement, they could take an equity loan. But you want to be careful not to take too much equity out because what happens, if I recall correctly, in 2007 and 2008, people took so much equity out that when the market dropped a bit, there was no equity left in their house. Yeah, some homes went and, underwater as a result, right? You know, they had no right. equity at all. They're negative, yeah. Right. They, they took it all out. So to me, okay, yes. When you buy a home, let's say you bought a home for 500000 okay, and you put $200,000 down, and so let's say you had a $300,000 mortgage, that, that, that's gonna, that equity is going to be there whether the market goes up or down. But if you take all that equity out and then you have to sell your house unexpectedly, that's when you can get hurt. So to me, the only people that get hurt are the people that, buy at the height of the market, have very little equity, and then have to sell. I mean, if you look at, we're going to do going forward, I'm going to start doing, um, I'm going to start doing some sessions on how to invest in real estate as a beginner, because I am such a believer in, in over the stock market. And again, that's just me, because stock market, you could have a stock that's worth a thousand dollars, and tomorrow it could be worth a dollar. Generally, with homes, they don't drop like that. No. Okay. Not. You know, it's not like that they can drop. They don't. You know, unless there was a world catastrophe or something that you know we don't even want to think about, they don't drop overnight. Okay. And if you have equity in your home and you use it wisely. Because actually the equity in your home is you're really sitting on it's not making you any more or less money. If you use it wisely and you don't overuse it, and I think what happened in 2007 and 2008, people just bought homes, pulled out all the equity, bought another home or did something with it, and at the, at the end of the day, they had no equity left. And so if the market drops then and you have no equity left, then excuse my language, I don't want to say it over the air, but you're basically in big trouble, okay? But that's not most of the case. And I can tell you all, and we're going to talk about so all the millionaires that made money off their 
or find real estate, and they want real estate tycoons to begin with. Okay, my first house was, I told you, a small little nothing house. I didn't want it. My friends had better apartments, but my dad was a nut on real estate. And he's like, you just have to buy it. It's tiny, it's small, it's kind of ugly, but it's in a good neighborhood. And I bought it. And from that, I sold it. And I sold half of it, actually. I sold half of it. I sold half of it to two partners, and we kept it for another while. And that's how I really got my start. Um, So I really think that we're in a good place today. I think the interest rates are average. They're not extremely low. They're not extremely high. Um, I think that you have to really work, though. If you're a buyer, you want to be out there. You want to know what's going on. And if your broker says, hey, Something just came out. You better go there and see it right away. And if you're a seller, don't look at what everyone's telling you happened a year ago. Look at what your price is now. And also look at the terms that people are offering you. And I'd rather, if it were me, I'd rather take a few thousand less and have someone that was a solid citizen that I knew could get credit and then had a pre-approval. So, Dottie, I have a question for you. As a seller, what do you think the best strategy is, like to price, you know, exactly where the market is or just like slightly below? Uh, You know, does one have a better result and does it help sell the house faster? You know, what is your experience? That's a toughie, but here's what I, what my basic thing of, of, of pricing your house. I think you should. First of all, I think if you price it, if you go on, if your broker puts it on a computer, you'll see houses that are in your your category. First of all, if I were you, I'd go see them. I'd say to my broker, what what what's my competition? Because remember, Tom, what really makes the prices? It's what somebody could buy that's in your price range. So if you go out and there's 20 houses on on the market that are pretty similar to yours and a lot of them are a lot cheaper, well, that's not going to help you. So you should see what's on the market. I think you should price it close to what it's worth. I, I, I don't, I, you know, now there are certain people that really want to negotiate, but I really find that when the price is a little under, teeny bit under or just right on the, on the money, it gets more offers. That's what Perfect. you have bidding for. Uh, and then if you leave it overpriced, if you put it overpriced and then you get no offers, sellers, um, buyers are wise. They're going to ask, well, how long has this been on the market? Well, why has it been on the market so long? I think you should price your home on the market where it, where it belongs. Um, I, and, I, and I think that as far as negotiations, okay, I think if it's a fair price, you're going to get a lot more offers. Then if you overprice it. I think we have a break coming up and then we'll continue that. But that's just my strategy. But I've seen that one really work more than the than oh. Hey, I just spoke to my buddy Alex Cancella at Route 22 Toyota, and he told me that anyone looking to beat these ridiculous gas prices should get over to see them at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. That's because they've got one of the area's largest inventories of new Toyota vehicles, including the most fuel-efficient vehicles, like the 39-mile-per-gallon Toyota Camry, the 41-mile-per-gallon RAV4 Hybrid, or the one that started it all, Toyota Prius, which gets a combined 56 miles per gallon. No need to 
remortgage your house just to fill up the tank. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905. Let them show you which fuel-efficient Toyota is right for you. Plus, they're making it easier than ever to get out of your gas guzzler by offering 125% of book value on your trade. That's right, any make, any model. 973-705-8905. Schedule an appointment at Route 22 Toyota. They'll give you 125% book value towards a fuel-efficient Toyota. And remember, tell them Joe Piscopo sent you. Ever experience a great steak at a fine restaurant and wondered, why can't you get that great quality at home? Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors supplies many of New York and New Jersey's fine restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat in every cut, such as tomahawk, bone-in ribeye, porterhouse, Center Cut Filet, to name a few, supplying only the highest quality beef, pork, lamb, veal, poultry, and America's best burger chopped meat blends. Shipped overnight, cut the night you place your order, and always fresh, never frozen. To order, go online at lafreda.com, L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. I'm Rob Taub, host of Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, a unique radio program for fans and industry pros. We celebrate theater, but not just the stars. While we've featured renowned thespians like David Threlfall and Kelly O'Hara, our guests have also included Tony Award-winning director Scott Ellis, scenic designer Scott Pask, Jessica Blank, and Eric Jensen, the creators of the off-Broadway hit Coal Country, and film producer David Winkler. Writers have included comedy legend Alan Swift, Bell and best-selling author John Sanford. We even discovered indie film director Sofia Alvarez. Our in-depth interviews take you inside the creative process so you learn how a production really comes together. Tune in to AM 970 The Answer on Sundays at 5 p.m. or live stream at www.am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The following is a paid political announcement. Sunday mornings just got a lot more interesting. Be sure to tune in to Frankly Speaking with Frank Palata, Republican House candidate for U.S. Congress representing New Jersey's 5th District. Frank will be discussing the issues of the day that affect everyone. The economy, crime, veterans affairs, seniors, border security, and much, much more. Don't miss it. Frankly Speaking, Sunday mornings at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. This is Frank Palata, and I approve this message. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm with Tom Drew. And Tom um, asked me a question right before the break. He said, Dottie, what about lowballing? And like to my best knowledge, let me give you times that it might make sense. And... Um, Lowballing is offering a lot less than the house is worth, and I'm not talking about a thousand dollars or two. Okay, okay. Now, if you find that the house has been on the market for a while, and your broker will know that, so if it's been on the market six months, and you know that we have a shortage of inventory, it's not that we have so much inventory. Maybe it was priced too high to begin with, so then maybe that would be a time that I'd make a lower offer. 
um, the house is overpriced. And that, again, your broker can give you everything that went to contract. Not necessarily that closed, what's in contract now and what it's, got, what it's gone for. Um, let's say that house is in horrible condition and you have an engineer's report. And you find out that the roof is caving and, and, and there's a lot of problems that are going to cost you a lot of money. Then you might have to. Then you might want a lowball. But you know, if you're the seller, somebody else is going to have the same problem. So maybe the seller will take take it. You know, because what most I never tell you to buy a house without an engineer's report. So it's going to come up if it's in poor condition. Maybe it's a bad location. If it's a bad location, sometimes things are just not in a, in a great place. And if the location is bad and it's been sitting on the market for a while, um, that might be a time. Or let's say the sellers uh, happened to me uh, when I bought my one of my first houses. Um, the seller said, my husband just got a transfer. He's leaving, has to leave ASAP. They had two kids, a young couple. I was young too then. And um, she didn't want to be away from her husband for long. I was just, she didn't want to be staying in New York while her husband was moved to another state for months trying to sell her house. So I didn't give a particularly low-ball offer. I mean, it wasn't ridiculous, but I offered a little bit less, and she accepted it because my terms were good. Okay, you might want to give a little bit more of a low-ball if you have all cash because then the seller doesn't have anything to worry about. You know, all cash, the deal is done, the, the seller can rest in ease and know that you're getting a mortgage for sure. Those are some of the times. Now, when does it not make sense to lowball? If the house was just listed, for example, Tom, if you put your house on the market, let's just say next Monday, and on Tuesday you get an offer that's $10,000 less than you put it on the market for, or $15,000 less. And you listen to the broker, you looked at the comps, and you priced it pretty much what the market's worth. If you had the house on a day or two, would you be willing to, like, take the offer that quick? Would you say, you know what, let me just give it a little time. It's the first offer I've had. So if the house is on a few days, more than likely the seller, and again, not always, there's no one blanket rule, but usually the seller will say, you know what, I just put it on, it's on a couple of days, let me give it a week or two and see. But if you do make an offer that's less and the seller doesn't accept it, I watch people make this mistake all the time. If you make an offer and the seller does not accept it, have your broker leave that offer in as a standing offer. Because you never know, maybe a month later they'll take it. So don't, you know, rescind it. Keep it out there. Say, listen, I know you're not taking this, but if you ever should change your mind, I just want you to know here's my offer and here's my down payment check so that they think you're serious. Um, if the house is priced correctly and you have comps and you've seen what's on the market, for example, I said if there's 20, if, if, if there's 20 million houses on, there's a lot of homes on, on the market and yours is just one of many, and somebody lowballs it, well, they'll probably find somebody who will take a lower offer. So then it might make sense to lowball. Um, but not if it's in, in good condition and there's not much on the market. If it's in perfect condition, it doesn't require any repairs because, you know, the millennials like new. They like everything to look good. And um, 
when the market is hot and there's low inventory. And that's really the key. If there's a lot of inventory and there's a lot of homes on the market, <clears throat> it won't always work. But sometimes you make a lower offer because there's a lot of other options people can buy. And as a seller, like I said to you, it takes a little work, but it's smart for you to do it because it's not even what the broker tells you. It's what somebody could buy in your price range in your area. So you should go see what your competition is. Um, so there were times and there were times that, you know, I, my brother, it was years ago, but my brother bought a house, um, and this house was on the market maybe, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm guessing because it was a while ago, maybe it was on the market four months. The seller was in Florida. And, you know, he put it on the market while he was in Florida, and, you know, we had the key, so we showed it. All of a sudden, one day, he called me, and he said, Dottie, I just had a heart attack. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I said, thank God. He said, but I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stay in Florida. Just reduce the price to what the price should be, because it was higher. It was higher. And that's what I did, and it sold him one day. So, you know, there's no rule of thumb, um, but, you know, you, you know, and then there are certain nationalities and certain people that just want to make a lower offer, but you don't only have to do it with money. You can do it with terms. You know, you can, you can, you can say, I'll close earlier if that will help you. Um, if you're the seller, you can say, uh, you, if you're the buyer, you can say, I'll tell you what, I'll pay your price. But maybe you could give me a credit towards closing costs. Because remember, a lot of, you know, younger people haven't saved as much money as they'd like to. And by you paying some of their closing costs and giving them their price, that really helps them out with how much cash they have to have available. So that's another good strategy for a seller. You know, you could list your property saying seller will pay closing costs. And there are a percentage of buyers that really that money is going to make a big difference in, in, in disposable cash that they have. Maybe the Somebody, I wanted really to just uh, I, I wanted to kind of just talk real quickly about this past week. Uh, I, I was able to participate in two first-time homebuyer seminars, and uh, they they were really well attended. And it was it was really great to see uh, how many people out there are, you know, interested in home ownership and. You know the questions that they have. They want to really understand the process and you know get the information. So I, you know, our message is getting out there, which is great. And I think people are listening and they they want to get the information. They want to find out uh, what the steps are. And you know, hey, there's people are asking about there's closing cost assistance programs. There's down payment assistance programs. There's all these ways to help um, first time home buyers that maybe they, they don't make a lot of money. Um, to help them get into homes. And, you know, it's exciting to see that um, there's a tremendous, I mean, people are willing to come out, you know, after work and, you know, sit in a seminar and ask all kinds of questions to get the information. So it really showed me that, you know, the, despite the headlines, right, despite maybe some of the things we're hearing, um, there are a lot of people who, you know, want to own a home and they want to find out how they can do it. And um, it, oh, it, it was I great. I couldn't agree with you more. And maybe, Tom, next week, because, again, we have only an hour this week, you could come up with some of the, the, the most common questions people ask you. 
as far as home buying and the process and what they needed to know. Um, because the more you know, the better off you are going to be. But I will tell you this, and I say it, and I'm going to say it every single week until it's unless you know it's changed. But as of now, there are more barters that want to. But the millennials is a huge generation, you know, and there 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 are more buyers than there is inventory. Yeah, so, what, what percentage of buyers do they represent? It's like 40% they're millennials, or it could be even higher, right? It's yeah, a huge percentage. And, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're, the older ones maybe are in their second house, but the younger ones are just starting to have families. And so um, the more that you know, and I really would tell you, Tom, who should they call? Is there a website they should go on? Like, Because I really feel that when you start looking before you look, as a, as a buyer, you should really know as much as you can because there's so many different ways to go. When I started, it was very different. There was only three mortgages, FHA, VA, and conventional. There's so many different ways to go. Oh. And a homeowner, you know, terms are important too. So maybe you could – was there something that – was there a, a question that really stood out in your mind that a lot of people seem to ask? Yeah, no, I, I I think they wanted to uh, to understand like the, the process, like what do they need to be prepared to do to buy a house, right? And and I think that's um, the first question that a lot of people ask, like, okay, I I'm, I'm tired of renting, I want to buy a home, you know, what's the first step? And for many of them, it's you know, we kind of went through what what do banks really look for, right, when they try to pre-approve somebody, and you know the one of the most important things is credit, right? You need to have your, your credit um, as high as possible and as clean as possible. And that's the one thing that, you know, some people feel like, oh, my score is too low or there's nothing I can do. And that's that's really a myth, right? So like myth busting that to say, hey, you know, we can help you get your credit score up and clean it up in a fairly short period of time. So don't let that stop you. Um, and then, you know, income too, like how does, you know, how much income do I need to make to buy, you know, a home? And I'd say, well, look, we can look at what you make now and see, you know, back into a number and kind of show you where you are and, and, and work with people that way. So it's, it's all about like the, the how to and the why and, you know, what to do next. And that's, that's kind of like, so leading those people to the, you know, to the right information and, and to the people who are genuinely trying to help them is um, is kind of our mission, right? And that's what we do here at Citizens. Uh, you do so a you great can, job of Citizens. that. And by the yeah, way, we, if you're thinking of buying a home, do not go and buy a brand new car the same year, okay? And sometimes when you sit and talk to Tom <laughs> or anybody from Citizens, they might even say to you, listen, you have X amount of payments left on your car loan. Pay it off. And that might help with a big deal. You know, you really should. It's one of the largest investments people make. And a little time and a little knowledge could really make a difference in a big way in what you can afford and getting the home of your dreams. I always, I've you know, seen, I, Donna, I you really, look at it. It's a, it's a really good point because I've seen a five or $600 a month car payment, um, you know, kind of really put a damper, in, a damper on somebody trying to buy a house. So, all the debt you carry is is important, right? You know, to to try to minimize that. And mortgage money, if you look at it this way, a five hundred or six hundred dollar car payment could be equivalent to almost a hundred thousand dollars in a mortgage, right? So, 
you know, leveraging mortgage money is fairly inexpensive, but all the other debts that people carry it can be very expensive comparatively. So I tell people, look, let's look at that. Let's give you, let's work out a plan to get you, you know, as debt free as possible so that, you know, you can afford a home that works for you. And that's really the mission that we're on. And that's why it's so important to talk to someone like Tom or some of the citizens and make sure you, you know, you know, because they can really, like I said, don't buy any, you know, don't start any new credits, don't buy any new cars. And maybe um, your, your your loan advisor will say, you know what, if you pay off that car loan, okay, you would qualify for a lot more and it would be, you would have more debt. So it's really good to get the information. That's what we try to tell you because really, I can't, unless you're going to be here for a year or two, I can't, I mean, unless you just don't want to be bugged. Home ownership builds equity. When you have rent, you're just throwing them, in my opinion, just throwing away. And, like, I guess if you could get rent for, like, so cheap that you could save a lot of money, that would be different. But rents are high, and they keep on going higher. I got a call from somebody who works with – actually, she was a client of mine 20 years ago, and she called me, and she came to see me to send me – to give me a note that I wrote her 20 years ago. Um, and when I helped her get her first house. And she said, I never forgot that, okay? So you are very lucky to have citizens and people that will talk to you, take the time, because we get busy in our lives, and sometimes we don't do some of the most important things that we should do. And, again, I can't speak for every state in the world, but I can tell you that rents are going higher and higher and higher. Okay, and at least when you own a home, you're building equity, you're building your future, you're building cash capital, okay? And if you don't have to sell it, okay, you're not going to get hurt. And if you do, and if you do, you know, and, and if you have a decent amount of equity, then if the market drops, as long as you're not selling it, you're not going to lose anything. So I believe in it. I believe in real estate. I believe that most of the self-made millionaires have it. And I don't think that you should worry about getting the perfect house. You know, make a wish list, and I say make two sides of a paper, must-have and like-to-have. And go with the must-haves. Listen, I guess it's a short show. I'm hoping you'll have a great weekend, and um, we'll be back next week. Great speaking to you, Tom. Have a great week, and everyone have a great week, and I'll be, we'll be back next week. This is Ryan Real Estate. We're signing off today. See you next week. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.